Of course, Salvador Ramos was another mass shooter who was the product of a broken home. No dad on the scene. Mom lives with boyfriend. Mom's a user. Police even shows up at the, show up at the house during aggressive fighting between him and his mother. Like so many isolated young men, I guess, perhaps, he, what, looks for belonging and safety and maybe a new identity, changes his looks, wears all black, spends hours in chat rooms online with strangers, cuts himself on his face, all over his face for fun. He drops out of school. Yet no one seemed to step in. No one. The only one who maybe tried, he ended up shooting in the face, his grandmother. A stable home for children run by adults who hold themselves and the kids accountable is of paramount importance. A dysfunctional home life where drugs are easily accessible puts too many young people on a highway to hell these days. And speaking of drugs, according to the Daily Mail, well, the New York Times had originally reported that Ramos smoked pot. Then, mysteriously, the reference was missing from the online editions. Now, why is that? Was it bad information? Or is this the pro-marijuana bias that we've become accustomed to that's so powerful because billions are on the line with it nationwide? So is the story now irrelevant? We reached out to the Times on this, but they have not responded. Now, the American people are hearing a lot about AR-15s and background checks, but they also deserve to hear about this as well. Respected medical studies for years now have demonstrated that pot use, especially among teens, can trigger psychosis and increase the chance that a young person will develop violent behaviors. The Association of Mature American Citizens writes, a 2017 study identified marijuana as the single most common correlative variable in otherwise diverse populations and circumstances surrounding the association of violence and marijuana. Here, let me read Reported this links exist to shooters in Parkland, El Paso, Dayton, Aurora, Colorado, Tucson, Chattanooga, Sacramento, and perhaps elsewhere. Now, a friend of the Dayton shooter, Connor Betts, told authorities that he was a gun owner and that he had done hard drugs with Betts as well as marijuana and acid four or five times a week from 2014 to 2015. Former New York Times reporter Alex Berenson has written extensively on this subject. A 2012 paper in the Journal of Interpersonal Violence examining a federal survey of more than 9,000 adolescents found that marijuana use was associated with a doubling of domestic violence in the U.S. Then there's this, the National Library of Medicine. Recent illicit and medical marijuana is of much higher potency and more likely to cause violent behavior. High-potency marijuana is a predictable and preventable cause of tragic, violent consequences. My question tonight is, why isn't there a national conversation happening right now about this? Abs in a six-pack. Abs in a six-pack. It's Abs in a Six-Pack, episode 154, and this is a new live son of a bitch. This is a new live son of a bitch. With Cretchit and Fletcher, but after a few beers, it might be Fletcher and Cretcher. Hey, that's always a possibility. I'm, I'm going to change my name. I'll, I'll just go, I'll go by Steve. 
Steve now. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And as you heard, guns don't p- kill people. Weed does. Yeah, they were. They went really hard on weed there. <laughs> that Jeez. was that was Laura yeah. Ingraham. I couldn't believe. I yeah, don't she, even go that hard on weed. She went, I think it was last night that clips from she went just hard hard in the paint against weed. Jeez, it's like I and I've not heard something. Violent. I haven't heard a, a rant that that type of rant specifically about the you know what what probably one of the weakest drugs out there. Um, in probably what 20 30 years that's like a really outdated one from the 90s tucker carlson has the same anti like for all the things i love about tucker he's the only anti-war person on fox news even on cable news uh there's some good stuff about tucker but he is the same way man it's like some for some reason i guess it's their plan to their conservative conservative base at fox they just hate yeah, but that's, they're out of touch i mean you'd be surprised how many people are just like there's so many states where it's just freaking legal they don't care anymore yeah well, what's crazy, and we're obviously going to be talking about guns today, is the amount of states where if you have a medical marijuana license, you revoke your right to a firearm. Really? Oh, no shit. Really? I unless that's oh. been unless that's been overturned. Um, let's see. I don't discount it as a possibility, but geez, yeah, and me a, either. Sounds like something that they do. Well, let me make sure I'm not spreading misinformation here because that's for oh, no. that's for the next hour of the show where I'm going to do that. Oh, uh, spreading uh, <laughs> spreading misinformation uh, that also sends you um, on the highway to hell. Oh yeah, um, just like weed does. Yeah, well, weed just caused me to type in medical marijuana fireball, whatever that means. <laughs> the backspace here. Uh, that medical sounds like a fucking fire. drink. Firearm. Fire, yeah, Fireball is that cinnamon-flavored whiskey. I right? fucking hate Fireball, dude. I worked it's at a cinnamon-flavored li- weed. We worked at a liquor store f- uh, for like two years, and the top out of the top ten selling products we had, seven of them were Fireball in different sizes. It was... Was it all like trashy white chicks that bought it? Um... Okay, I don't know what the source this because medical marijuana remains illegal at the federal level. Anyone with a license to use cannabis is not allowed to possess or purchase a firearm under federal law. Yeah, I was gonna say, is, that, mm. is this on is this on form uh, forty four seventy three? I'm trying to figure out if that's if that's where it is. Mm. Huh. Interesting. I know uh, on bull after bull, I believe they've talked about this in de- more in depth. Uh, so you're saying they don't have any guns over there. Well, and it's weird because in states like Colorado where it's recreational and all you have to do is show an ID to buy weed, I don't think they can really enforce it. But there's something about having a medical marijuana card that in certain states is, um, it prohibits yeah, so you the, from purchasing an additional firearms. The question on Form 4473, which you fill out every time you um, get a gun at an FFL um, – and I don't even remember this question, but God only knows how many times I filled that out. It says, are you an unlawful user of or addicted to marijuana or any depressant, stimulant, narcotic drug or any other controlled substance? Hmm. Yeah, I just put no because I hadn't used any that day. Yeah, not currently using it at this moment. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I don't know. It's. I feel like there should be, I feel like it's looking like a gray area from where I'm coming up. Um. Guns are marijuana, Montana Free Press. Guns are marijuana, but not both. 
according to the Federal Gun Control Act, marijuana customers, mm. legal or otherwise, are prohibited from possessing firearms. So it seems like there's certain states, and then federally, it's not legal. Um, mm. Which means but that's only if you uh, declare yourself a. User. Yeah, so that, that's what people are saying as I'm reading about this. Is like, yeah, if you if you check yes to or no to that box, but they find you've got some sort of state license, then they'll flag you or something. But yeah, mm. right. Move on. Yeah, and and um, if you're if you're in what is it like? I'm assuming states like Florida, like Tennessee, still don't even have medicinal. But does Texas have it? No. Yeah. No, they're probably on their way because our neighbors do. Arkansas and Louisiana both do. Yeah, I so, think it's only a matter of time. Texas is going to get it before Tennessee, and then Tennessee is going to get it before Alabama, and Alabama will be the fiftieth state to <laughs> get medical. Um, but anyway, we're not here to talk about weed. We're here to talk about Uvolva. <laughs> Someone on No Agenda Social was like, "I've heard of a hundred different pronunciations, so I'm interested to hear what yours is." Uh, I believe it's Uvalde. Is that right? Um, if you're, yeah. In Texas, I've always heard it Uvalde, uh, but if you're Uvalde. Uh, if you're a Spanish, yeah, if you're a Spanish speaker, it's Uvalde, but yeah, it's uh, Uvalde. That's like around here. It's uh, you can tell if somebody's from out of town because or out of state because they'll pronounce things like uh, Cookville or they'll be like Cookville or Maryville, and the people from Maryville or Cookville will go like Cookville or Merville, 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 M U R V I L. But yeah, um, man. So I got, uh, I got some stuff we can break down here. Do you want to start with CBS News uh, covering the fake conspiracy theories, and then we can go into the conspiracy theories? Oh, please. Disturbing conspiracy theories about the Uvalde school shooter are being spread on social media and other fringe platforms. In an out deleted tweet, one user posted an image of someone they claimed to be the gunman, but the photo was actually of a 22-year-old trans woman who lives in New York City. Other people are falsely claiming the shooter was an illegal immigrant and that the massacre was staged. For more on this, let's bring in CBS News technology and politics reporter Muzadik Badar. Now, Moose, when did these false claims <laughs> about the shooting suspect begin and how did they spread? Yeah, hi, Carter. These uh, false claims and this... This guy's got Apple, ear, uh, where are they called, AirPods in? Oh, geez. A little white thing stuck in, sticking out of the side of his head. Yeah, and he's got HD video, and he can't get a microphone. There's a theme here with cable news where all their guests just have their use their laptop mic, I guess. I don't know. It's weird. I think it's supposed to make them relatable or something, I suppose. Oh, it's maybe. Yeah. Sounds like he's on a Zoom meeting just like me. <laughs> <laughs> I, as an aside, I mean, people don't realize how bad they sound on any sort of Bluetooth headset. They're just, it's low bandwidth. It just sounds terrible. Yeah, it's awful. And. What bugs me too is the guy asking Moose here a question. Uh, it wasn't a yes or no question, but he starts his response with "yeah." Okay. I also yeah, like how he got the, got the guy's name right, but he goofed up conspiracy. When did these false claims about the shooting suspect begin, and how did they spread? Yeah, hi, Carter. These uh, yeah. false claims yeah, in this disinformation campaign began almost immediately after Tuesday's yeah. shooting. Uh, it started on 4chan, which is a popular yeah, yeah, yeah. platform for far-right conspiracy theorists, and it quickly mm -hmm. took off from there. Uh, Did he say theorists? Back uh, it up. And it quickly took off from Oops. there, which is a popular 
platform for far-right conspiracy theorists, and it quickly theorists. took off from theorists. there. Uh, as you mentioned, users were yeah! uh, taking photos of three different transgender individuals and portraying them falsely as the shooting suspect in this case. Uh, all three of those individuals have confirmed that they're alive and they weren't involved in this. Uh, but by then it was... I Okay, So his yeah. audio is cracking up pretty bad. Now I'm... I have no evidence to back this up, but if I had to guess, if I had to put money on it, I'd say that there were some glowies, uh, some feds on 4chan that just spread fake information. I know what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm Mr. False Flag. <laughs> these these theorists. Yeah. <laughs> it's too late. It so, went from yeah. 4chan to Twitter yeah. to Facebook and Instagram, uh, and it quickly Instagram. took on a life of its own. And it, it's not just random people on the internet sharing these messages. It's oh. uh, big name personalities like Alex Jones oh. and Candace Owens who oh. have large same followings. And even uh, Arizona Republican Congressman Paul Gosar sharing a tweet that oh. said that uh, the six shooting pack. suspect was transgender. <laughs> uh, Representative Gosar has since deleted that Hello, tweet. Abs six pack. This is just another example of how these uh, lies mm. and hateful messages end up spreading from fringe websites like 4chan to mainstream social media websites like Twitter and Facebook and then end up making it to the conversation uh, where lawmakers and, and big-name personalities are talking about it. Yeah, when you take a step yeah. back like that and look at the bigger picture, you can really get an idea of, of how quickly these conspiracy theories can grow. Are these posts still up? Uh, and what are the social media platforms doing to combat it? Yes, some of the posts are, are <laughs> every yes. okay. Mm -hmm. Both, not just not just the guy with the bad audio, but but the CBS host. Every time one of the, it's come back to one of them, they both start with yeah or yes. That's how every. You know what that makes me think <laughs> that they're not actually talking to each other. Could be. <laughs> oh yeah, like they have a just like a translator in between, and they they film this at separate times. Yeah, yeah at separate they, times they were both to given a bunch the of questions. questions. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yes. Are yes. still up, Carter. Actually, I was just looking at a few of them before our segment started. Uh, we reached out to Twitter. They told us oh, that yeah. they're going to require the deletion of any tweet that uh, spreads misinformation and disinformation about the shooting suspect's identity, that they're going to especially keep an eye out for uh, messages that look to unfairly tie the transgender community uh, to this incident. Uh, some of the Facebook posts I've noticed now have labels on them that say that this is false information and they are blurred out, so users actually have to click on it to be able to see it <gasps> themselves. Uh, but Not a click. What's key here is it's, it's the People same groups that. that we have tracked before who have spread misinformation and lies about uh, countless topics like the COVID-19 pandemic and oh, the 2020 election yeah. and yeah, climate and so on and so forth. They're now in the yeah, yeah, yeah. disinformation campaign and, and, and yeah, spreading baby. that message. So uh, while yeah. the posts are up, a lot of the people uh, I'm noticing in the comments section are telling their yeah. friends to take screenshots of it yeah. before Facebook and Twitter delete it. Uh, and even if they're gone from these social media platforms, it's a part of the conversation and people mm -hmm. are uh, bringing it up and telling each other to save these screenshots. And here we are oh, no. talking about it on online right now, uh, bringing more <laughs> no, attention to it, but it's just important attention to the people Five minutes of coverage on CBS, whatever the hell this there. is. And we've seen CBS similar News. theories emerge on social media following the school shootings in Sandy Hook and in Parkland. Why oh, no. is this type the eight, of disinformation so dangerous? Yeah. Well, it can be incredibly dangerous, first of all, for the three individuals in this case whose photos were being used. They had nothing to do with this, but yet they have to defend this themselves audio against these wild me. accusations and conspiracy what's, theories. What's this, also, all this, by the way, what's all the thing about the all these photos they're using? Because I are they saying all the photos of the the 
purported shooter are all fake now? Is that what he's... I mean, that sounds like a conspiracy theory. It does. And I hope they're not screenshots because... <laughs> screenshots look, suck! You're not allowed to use screenshots because, look, if Facebook deletes something, you have to delete your screenshot. Yeah, that's, that's the law. That's essentially what he's saying. Is like, there's people on there saying, screenshot this now because they'll take it down. And how are we going to stop that? I don't know. Leave <laughs> it on screen right now. Because everybody's focusing on them where the, the conversation is about guns and, and how that's hurting uh, children in schools. It's uh, the entire conversation I've noticed following some of these forums and, and platforms um, is tied to mental health and illegal immigration. And mm, it has nothing mm. to do with that. It mirrors what we're seeing with Republican lawmakers and a lot of national figures who often after mass shootings like this will come out and say that this is a mental health issue and we need to have more resources for that as opposed to talking about uh, gun restrictions and and, and gun laws changing in this country. That's what's happening. It's this example. It starts in these forums, it makes it to mainstream social media platforms, and then it makes it to the national conversation. Is he suggesting to think twice and what? It's this thing about it being mental health related, and he's saying that's not true. Is he saying people who shoot up schools are not having a mental health issue? I mean, I guess at that point, they must be federal agents, right? I think Joy Reid said that there was no signs that the shooter was mentally ill, which is... Was he on any sort of medication? Not only that, but he had been like... The people around him had reported him for abusing animals and shooting at people with BB guns. Oh, because non-mentally ill people... <laughs> Definitely do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, hopefully people are beginning to think twice and, and consider the source when it comes to this salacious information that comes out online. Muzadik Bidar, thank think you so much it. for joining us. <laughs> thank you, Carter. Carter. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so that was a weird rant because he was like, it, it's a conspiracy that they're posting stuff on the interwebs and then when we delete it, it's still with a screenshot. Don't do that. Just, yeah, that it's yeah. The, the idea that you <laughs> how are we going to stop people from screenshotting this stuff before we ban it? We need to ban screenshots. That was the implication, I guess. It kind of was. Like we got a or that radio set at the swap meet, so I will bring to this neighborhood a nonstop talk alternative. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. Too bad there's only 24 hours in a day. Or is there? Pirate Radio. <laughs> you guys are banned on YouTube. Oh, I just realized yeah, I, I never guess got they're saying the that, like, uh, if you take screenshots, you also theorize about conspiracies. Yes. Um... Like if you're if you're typing out a, a password and you don't have a pen and paper to write it down and you're creating a new account but you want to use a unique password for every account you make and you screenshot that you're a conspiracy theorist. Mm-hmm. Or an ancient astronaut theorist. <laughs> I hear they theorists agree. I, I hear they say yes. Uh, oh, I I heard they say yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I got a uh, I got one more uh, M5M clip and this one's long so we won't get through the whole thing but just to start it off here meanwhile despite calls to move or cancel the event the national rifle association held its annual conference this weekend in houston just this is uh msnbc by the way msnbc 
days and about 300 miles from the school where 19 children and two teachers were murdered in Evaldi, Texas. The event drew thousands of gun owners, protesters, and politicians. While some leaders, like Texas Governor Greg Abbott, who was scheduled to speak, backed out, a few did not, including Senator Ted Cruz and former President Donald Trump. Trump centered his message around school safety. Let's take a listen to a little bit of his remarks. This is not about virtue cycling and signing. This is about blaming your enemies. No, we don't want to do the cycling and signing. Virtue signaling? This is not about virtue cycling and signing. Virtue cycling? Yeah, that's what you do if you're cycling. You've got like a sign on your back saying like, I support trans rights or whatever. That's yeah, you got like a BM, BLM sticker on the side of your bike. Yeah, yeah, and you're wearing I'm rainbow shorts. Signaling judge. <laughs> this is about blaming your enemies. No, we don't want to do that. This is about saving our children's lives. Yes, that's what we want to do. Surely we can all agree our school should not be the softest target. Our school should be the single hardest target in our country. And that's why, as part of a comprehensive school safety plan, it's time to finally allow highly trained teachers to safely and discreetly concealed carry. Let them concealed carry. As the age-old saying goes, the only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. Have you ever heard that? No, you've never heard that. But despite the somber timing, the former president made sure (laughs) to take the opportunity to cover some of his other favorite points, like the 2020 election, the border, and President Biden. He also did a little dance as he left stage at the end of his speech. Senator Cruz, meanwhile, he parroted a talking point he's used several times since the shooting, offering a revisionist history of his failed gun legislation. I've introduced legislation to to say schools like this elementary school behind me can get federal grants to harden their security, to put in bulletproof doors, bulletproof glass, to put in armed police officers to protect kids. $1.3 billion in federal funds that are available. Again, the Democrats blocked a vote on it. And and I got to say, this is frustrating here. However, the Washington Post explains how his Grassley-Cruz amendment to a background checks bill would not have stopped the Sutherland Springs church gunman, as Cruz alleges. The paper notes this. I'm going to read from it. Amendments of plenty were proposed and defeated. The one from Cruz and Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa would have removed the core of the gun bill, the expanded background checks. The Grassley-Cruz plan instead proposed more prosecutions of gun buyers who falsely stated their criminal histories during the background check process. Cruz's amendment would not have prevented any of the six specific protocol failures at the Air Force that allowed Kelly, that was the shooter, to slip through the cracks. The record-keeping and reporting changes that Cruz's office referenced already were being implemented by the Justice Department real bad before the shooting. Joining us now, national political correspondent at Politico. I, I, uh, last time I bought a gun, I, uh, I had checked that box for uh, the marijuana. No, Mm -hmm. no, worse. I, uh, she, like, she's like ringing me up and she's like, did you mean to check this box? Because you passed the background check, but you checked, yes, I have been convicted of a felony or multiple felonies. <laughs> it's like, no, I didn't. I checked the wrong box. Sorry about that. So I had to refill out the whole three pages. Oh, damn. Yeah. 
but at least I, she did. I did that once, right? They, they 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 move from a paper form to like you know, fill it out on basically on a on a computer, so it automatically gets submitted. And I typed in the wrong thing for height, and they're like, "You're not eight feet tall." I'm like, "Why is that even an option?" <laughs> eight feet tall. Well, because uh, it's a stupid web form. So when you hit, you know, like your, you know, how many you know feet and inches, the feet goes from like zero to nine. I'm like, you think that they would limit that? Who the fuck is nine feet tall? Yeah, I'm worried about that guy. <laughs> the, what's, what's the tallest? You no, know, I'm actually for? six foot even, but I do identify as eight foot tall. So it, wasn't the tallest human ever over eight feet tall? Eight mm. foot eleven. So uh, mm. yeah, Robert Wadlow. So he he would have he should be allowed to buy a gun. Yeah, th- maybe that's why. They're like, well, there was a guy once. You <laughs> <Yeah>. never know. <laughs> well, what Trump was saying to um, uh, address what he said about schools not being soft targets. I don't know about any of your necks of the woods, but um, around these parts, there are signs in various school districts uh, a few close by to me, such as Jefferson ISD and Union Grove ISD. They have signs with the same wordage uh, saying, uh, please be aware that the staff at this school district are armed and may use whatever force is necessary to protect our students. Um, and that's and why the CIA hit teams that kill all those women and children would never pick one of those schools. Yeah. Yeah. But there's plenty of schools around around where I am that uh, that have signs like that right out in front as you're driving in. I think they you know. should make all these schools gun-free zones and make it illegal, because that'll do it. <laughs> that'll do it. <laughs> oh, they used to be gun-free, you see. And I think a lot of them still are. Most of such them still as, are. Um, you know, such as the, the school Rob Elementary there in Uvalde. Wait, that was a gun-free zone? He can't take a gun there. I don't know how he got the gun in there, because now, of the fact that it was free of guns. In states that have constitutional carry, where you can open carry or concealed carry with no license or permit, like Tennessee. Such as the great state of Texas. Yeah, in Tennessee, too. Does that mean you can bring your gun into a gun-free zone? Probably not, right? Most most of them are written in such a way that, no, they can still exclude certain places. Mm-hmm. Um, like, in, I remember in Indiana, it was, you could have a, you could, you could conceal carry on the parking lot of public schools, but not in the buildings itself. So it's kind of like the smoking laws, like like if uh, schools around here, like not tobacco free, but maybe the parking lot is a gray area. My favorite thing is to see the sign saying that the teachers are armed and then very close by that sign, there's a sign saying this is a cell phone free zone. Guns, yes. Phones, no. Oh, yeah. I guess that makes sense because if something goes wrong with the gun, you don't want any proof. Exactly. And if somebody shows up trying to uh, shoot anybody else, you don't want the cops around. This is, this is a camera and cell phone free zone. Yeah, uh, we, don't, we don't want no evidence around here. Continue with the MSNBC here. Go, David Siders. David has new reporting detailing the conspiracy theories swirling around the NRA convention this past weekend. David, I know you swirling. were there. Thank you for joining us. Let's start there. What are some of the conspiracy mm-hmm. theories you heard in Houston? Well, I think in the main, you heard people say go to the moon. this was more mainstream arguments <laughs> <Yeah>. from Republicans, <laughs> that this was about mental health uh, or hardening schools. But yeah, the conspiracy theories are, are vague and, and ludicrous. It's a lot vague. of people asking. The another guy what, another guy on a Zoom call with no microphone. Just three days ago, uh, that can't be a coincidence. Uh, 
It can't be a coincidence. to me this idea that the left uses shadowy forces to take control of troubled oh, wait, can we pause? to help. Uh... I just want to I just want to know, have either of you ever floated any ideas or received a floating idea? Floated a couple ideas this morning. but Oh, oh, hey, that means you're healthy. Yeah, I'm serious. Anyway. <laughs> I, 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 like the, I, I also like his description of shadowy forces. Yeah, and this swirling. is swirling. This swirling, swirling shadowy forces theories <laughs> are vague and and ludicrous. Vague, ludicrous, stupid, vague, ludicrous speed. Just three days ago, uh, that can't be a coincidence. Uh, I heard floated to me this idea that the left uses shadowy forces to take control of troubled youths and then to help uh, youths, you know, the shadow to, to use them to make republicans or gun owners look bad and i mean i think that's where the real crux is. uh what, that's not the left that's the cia brother <laughs> also it's, it, it's not to make people look bad is to take away constitutional rights yeah it's so. not about making republicans look bad it's about making gun owners look bad you mean people like democrats own guns too no shh, shh. no kind of hard conspiracy theory to something softer but almost more uh, troubling which is this idea that the the left is in, in responsible for this because of like leftist education and it, it it's just turning something you know, the, the graves are being dug and it's already turned into a culture war where you have this set of people in houston who think that they are victims too uh it, part of this kind of grievance politics so david give us the overall sense of the mood uh, of the attendees at the convention in Houston, and in particular their reaction to former President Trump's speech. Hugely supportive of former President Trump's speech. That's enough of this. I think we. I think we've had enough of this guy. Unless you guys want to continue. Uh, I. Uh, no, I'm good. All right, cool. <laughs> I have. I have a. Uh, a good amount of. Well, there was. I think you guys actually might have pulled the same article. On OBDM tonight, did you? Was that the? Um, I have the Yahoo News version, but it was uh, you were guys were looking at Insider, maybe. Yeah, it was the Insider one about them. Uh, the the wrong information coming from the highest sources. <clears throat> yeah, Yahoo News has this, but they source mm. Insider, and it's thirteen times the Texas police have changed their story of what happened during the school shooting that left nineteen children dead. Uh, well, the, the one they, today is about the 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 door being propped open, and like, no, 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 the the teacher just. Uh, they had a rock there to keep the door open, but then they, they took the rock out and closed the door. I guess it just didn't latch. Oh. Yeah. It's yeah, like someone trying to trying to avoid any sort of culpability. Well, and then there was reports and witnesses saying that before the shooter even entered the school, he was in a shootout with police for 12 minutes when he crashed really? his car. They were chasing him. He crashed his car, and then we're in a shootout with him, and then... The police were already there at the school before he entered the school. Um, let's see. Uh, this is Yahoo News here. Sourcing uh, AP and Insider. Uh, Texas officials have changed statements uh, their statements about the mass shooting at Robb Elementary on Thursday at least 13 times. Uh, they didn't change all 13. They didn't change 13 times on Thursday. That's kind of weirdly worded. Uh, police initially claimed a school cop confronted the shooter but walked that back days later. Now authorities say 19 police were ready to confront the suspect but were called off by a commander on scene. Uh, Texas officials on Friday again made crucial changes to their timeline of the shooting at elementary school in Uvalde, Texas. 
adding the lack of clarity around how the massacre took place and how police responded to attack. And the timeline uh, I am familiar with is something along the lines of at 11.31, the shooter was at the school, and it was not until 12.50 or something, 12.53. I might be a little off on those numbers, but it was over an hour. It was like an hour and 12 minutes or something before they decided to stop him. And they never did decide him to stop him because it was a... Mm. a uh, border patrol agent that d- disobeyed orders to go in and shoot him, which Apparently, I have my own doubts about The border about patrol that. was on scene be, uh, because of the, the uh, proximity of the border. Um, and they, as soon as the, the, I guess their tactical team or whatever, you know, the, the, were, were there and the local cops were saying, no, no, no. And they just said, screw it and went in anyway. I think it was a, it was a small group of them, like three or four of them who ended up uh, taking the guy out. So, yeah. Yeah, originally they were saying there was no officer ready, readily available and armed, and then when it came out that they were there for well, an hour and focusing more on were, keeping the parents away from the school than doing anything else. At one point they said there were like two of the school cops were in the building, and then they, they went outside or something. It's like not, not 100%. You know, none of this stuff is lining up. I mean, it's going to take months or years for this all to come out, at which point the building will have been bulldozed. We're already talking about that. Um, yes. And, and we'll, never, we'll never know really what happened. They're planning to do that pretty soon, right? The bulldozing of it. They're going to yeah, probably uh, today. They're already over the smashing stuff. <laughs> you know what's weird? Okay, so I I went to the school's webpage, uh, rob.kcsd.us. The first thing I notice is it's a picture of Rob Elementary School. The clock on the front in the main picture there is um, it's set to ten ten. You know the the happy time because. The hands of the clock kind of make a smiley face. That's what they supposedly say. Yeah, apparently, isn't comes... that, that's the thing for all clocks and watchmakers. They always set it to 1010 for some reason. Yeah, and in movies <laughs> and stuff like that, it's either on 420 or 1010. Yeah. Um, and so right off the bat, you don't see anything about the shooting. You scroll down, hashtag KCSD proud. You see posts from Facebook. Uh, the Bucktail seniors started their day off right with the senior breakfast. Blah, blah, blah. After a hot morning at graduation practice, CMHS students received their yearbooks and were treated to Buster's ice cream. Oh, no, Brewster's ice cream on behalf of the class of 2022. Nothing about the shooting. Uh, Scroll on down. There's a join our team because apparently they're hiring. You know, so um, there's nothing there. You can go to, uh, uh, you got to click on about. Nothing really on about. A boot. Uh, A boot. Uh, you could uh, you, you click again, uh, useful links, um, such as, okay, go to vacancies. That's what I did. Uh, you keep going. I went to uh, kc.us slash families. There's still nothing there. Just talking about menus, nutritions. Scroll all the way down, resources, inf- information for families. Finally, you see a link saying message and resources to families, 52522 which takes you to a, a, a drive.google link. And uh, dear KCSD families, this is with a heavy heart that I send you this message regarding the horrific school shooting. And it goes on. But they buried that sucker. They, there's nothing on the webpage huh. at all about memorializing anything or anybody or any of that. Well, with that Very in strange. mind, maybe I could skip ahead a little bit because this is where it starts getting a little weirder. Um, well, you know what? Well, oh, I'm getting the- oh. Let me see this. Okay. Um, in addition to 
all of our established school safety measures, such as what? They don't tell you. Uh, <laughs> we have asked for an increase in police presence at all schools and parking lots. Now, is that all school parking lots or all parking lots? Also, what's the uh, what's the agreed upon gift amount? Like at a dirty Santa. Like if the police are bringing them presents. Oh, good God. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> Well, I, I'm pretty sure the shooter got a lump of coal. <laughs> okay. Administrators joke. and staff will also be visible and will greet students in the morning. Our counselors will also be available in all schools to speak with any students who need to talk about their fears. Why just their fears? Please encourage your student to reach out to their school counselor or principal for assistance and support if they feel they need it. Okay. And then you well, have some I'm, I'm not sure what the, for... in, the increased police presence is going to do because they didn't follow their own training and just like went and sat behind their cars for an hour. Wasn't it two months yeah, prior? It, they it, had a school shooting drill. And, yeah, it was less than two months ago. Yeah. And then, yeah, they had. What do you know? They had 19 officers inside the building that wouldn't breach and then way more outside surrounding the perimeter. And nobody did shit. Um, well, yeah, let me. Um, I wonder what their safety. Uh protocol is that they were talking about established safety measures uh, i wonder if i can find yeah, the established safety them. measures are to leave the leave the, the building and go hide behind their cruisers in the parking lot and then but tase parents we know yeah tase mm, the parents who tried again but some of the cops that had kids in there went in and got their kids out we know that oh yeah yeah and that's that's police oh. privilege yep yeah, you know. i can easily find their non-discrimination policy there's the uh texas department of public safety lieutenant chris alvarez being interviewed by brolf Wolf is that there was multiple officers that arrived on scene. There was three officers that arrived that made entry um, at one of the entrances where the gunman actually made entrance to. We had other another four officers that made uh, entry at the other entrance of the school. So there was officers inside that school. As they were taking gunfire, they were also calling in for reinforcement, uh, backup, tactical teams, uh, snipers, any additional personnel that could arrive to assist to not only with to with the situation, but also to assist in evacuating uh, students and teachers. At that time, that's when a U.S. Border Patrol a tactical officer arrived, also with a Zavala County Sheriff's deputy, as well as two additional uh, Uvalde Police Department officers were able to go into that classroom uh, with a ballistic shield as cover. And of course, we know that one of those officers, an agent actually, was uh, was shot, uh, was grazed at the top of the head, but they were able to shoot and kill the suspect and pre preserve any other life. We know that there was other injured children inside that classroom that they were able to save as well and get them to and get them to cover and at that point it became a recovery process a rescue operation trying to rescue the injured and also any other potential children or teachers that were inside those classrooms but don't current the best practices lieutenant call for officers to disable a shooter as quickly as possible regardless of how many officers are actually on site Correct. The active shooter situation, you want to stop the killing, you want to preserve life. But also, one thing that, of course, the American people need to understand is that officers are making entry into this building. Uh, they do not know where the gunman is. Uh, they are hearing gunshots. They are, they are receiving gunshots. At that point, if they, if they proceeded any further not knowing where this suspect was at, um, they could have been shot. They could have been killed. And at that point, that gunman would have the opportunity to kill other people inside that school. So they were able to contain that gunman inside that classroom uh, so that he was not able to go to any other portions of the school to commit any other killings. 
Your colleague at the Department of Public Safety, Lieutenant, said the majority of the gunfire was actually done at the beginning. Does now this is the, here's part. First of all, a lot of that was horseshit that uh, that Lieutenant just said. But the my main problem with it is they received four nine one one calls from one student alone saying, "Hey, we're in room one twelve. Please send police." So it's like they knew where the shooter is. They were like. You know, it's 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 just bullshit where it's like we didn't know where he was at. They had multiple nine one one calls saying the shooter's in this room. Well, and they the, still the, waited the, another chief hour. Of the, chief of the school district police was saying like, no, we thought it was a barricaded you no know, uh, um, suspect. It wasn't an active shooter situation anymore. You, but like you said, they're, they're getting calls from inside the school. So yeah, yeah, that's and that 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 timeline of, that they give for saying that we thought it was over. Then now they're saying, oh, well, we heard shots and, oh, we were still getting calls from people alive left in the room. So, yeah, like this uh, Yahoo article states, they've changed their timeline 13 times. It doesn't make any sense. And then here's another problem I have. Why was the uh, the, rep- the shooter reported to be in custody? Alive. Hmm. Well, guys, uh, we are still waiting for some more details. Exactly what Wait, happened was that the, Sorry, was that today? the end of the uh, Wolf Blitzer clip? Yeah. Oh, we got to do this then. Good to be here, Brolf. Yeah. <laughs> Brolf. Uh, I, this is in just one channel for some reason, but it's KENS5 chan- uh, local news. Uh, this is live on the scene the day of the shooting. Well, guys, uh, we are still waiting for some more details exactly what happened out here today. Uh, we do know that one person is in custody. Uh, we talked to uh, the sheriff of Uvalde County who said DPS is taking over the investigation and we're waiting for information. Uh, I've been here about 20 minutes and I can tell you already this is a very difficult scene out here. Let me let me step out of the way uh, so you can uh, see a, a little better uh, of what we're seeing out here. Uh, Border Patrol, uh, Uvalde uh, City Police, uh, Uvalde County, DPS. Yeah, that, that's that just... What she said at the beginning there is the important part. There's someone in custody. Now, I went and looked. I Wait, I got to say, I'm a complete dumbass. I was looking at a school of the same name, but in Pennsylvania. So that's not uh, the uh, uh, Rob Elementary in Uvalde, Texas. It was Rob Elementary in some town in Pennsylvania. Yet they had a letter talking about the school shooting in Texas. And how their students in Pennsylvania should talk to their counselors about it. That's what threw me off, was mm. it seemed like it was about Texas. Oh, that is weird. Maybe because the school uh, has the same name and people are just like, I don't know, yeah, my school I, has the same name as that school, thus I'm traumatized. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that's got to be it. But shit, I mean, my dumb ass, I was like, hey, this is uh, <laughs> the same fucking school here. Man, at this but point, what I've been seeing all day, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if Rob Elementary, the website for it, was created two, two weeks ago. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. Now, uh, the actual Uvalde CISD page uh, does have different stuff on it. So, but so they I, are up to, up to it. With that in mind, the reports of the, the local news reports, and there's a couple of them, of the shooters now in custody, I went and I got on the DuckDuckGo. I should have gone maybe Bing would have been better, but I was on DuckDuckGo, and I did a search for Uvalde shooter in custody, and I got at least a dozen articles saying um, shooter who caused school lockdown in custody. Uh, let's see. That's from hmm. Yahoo it's News. Um, KENS5, is that the one that you just played? Yeah. Okay, because they're yeah, saying the same thing. Suspect was taken into custody. MSN.com, suspect in custody after active shooter reported. Um, active shooter now in custody, Devon News. Uh, let's see. 
um, W2HR, local news shooter and shooter in Texas elementary school in Uvalde now in now in custody. And you go to here's all N- these. Here's NPR. NPR saying the same thing. Uh, Uvalde Police Department officials announced a suspected gunman was taken into custody at 1:06 p.m. Yeah. So what happened? Because mm-hmm. that was after the shooting was over. I, I still want to know how it even took place. Because I got to point out uh, the school there, or Uvalde CISD, has a they they take bullying very seriously. Is what they're saying. <laughs> bullying will not be tolerated. By the way, and they define bullying as hitting, kicking, teasing, threatening, taunting, assaulting, and any other form of written, verbal, physical, or electronic harassment. Well, they should add rifle assaulting to that list, and maybe this wouldn't. Have oh, that's why. That's how he got. Okay. It wasn't bullying though. It was tech. It's uh, got a, yeah, that was he, he got, got, he got away with it on a technicality. But no. So every single they do one have of these a articles... bullying report form. Should I fill out the report form? <laughs> Guy keeps shooting kids. Yeah. <laughs> Just to let you people know. Oh my God! <laughs> no, but By the so way, this, I, this NPR story about him going into getting taken into custody. There's a correction at the bottom. They said correction. An earlier version of the story mistakenly said Rob Elementary was 85 miles south of San Antonio. It's actually 85 miles west. Psych. <laughs> but apparently, well, the guy's still in custody. Do they say anything about the custody in there? Because every I looked at all these different articles, and you know that find in page feature on your browser where you can search for the word. I searched for the word mm-hmm. custody mm-hmm. in all these articles and. Even though it's in the headline of all the articles, that word was not no, no, used this, in this a, one's a single in the, article. This one's in the actual uh, okay um, in the story. I don't know. How, can I send this to you through magic? I can get back on send the to your, Discord. I can send it to your phone. I don't know. That helps. I don't think you have. I, I can get back on Discord. I'll get back in here. Um. Yeah, huh. I mean, and it, I haven't even gotten into the stuff that really bothers me about this. Um. We're getting, I mean, because we're going to have to go into crisis actor territory here in a second. And by the way, I'm a crazy person, so everything I say is satire um, about this. But all right, let's see. Here we go. NPR. Oh, God, that picture, dude. And it links to a Facebook post, which I can't get to because I don't have the face bags. But yeah, from from the sheriff's department or the police fort, this police. Um, yeah, at the at the bottom it says Uvalde Police Department officials announced, and that's a Facebook post. But yeah, I don't know. That's it's failed? just weird because yeah, why would they? I don't. I don't know. It's just bizarre that that um, he would be in custody and then not in custody anymore because they had, there's been no word on if they got the wrong suspect. Who was it, and what did you know? Wasn't that the same mm. thing that happened at Sandy Hook? Was they had some people in custody and maybe some people running into the woods and maybe yeah, Sandy Hook they had the, the yeah on heli- from helicopter footage you saw that guy run into the woods and then they you just never heard about it again. <laughs> like hmm. Um, now this is another kind of weird one. You have uh, what looks like a guy in military garb, uh, all wear- there's all wearing bulletproof vests. There's a dude like in camo and green helmet, um. Two other guys in bulletproof vests, and I'll put this in the. Uh, I can put this in the chat right now. But they're just kind of nonchalantly standing outside the school and laughing. Okay, I'm at the intersection of uh, Oak Rizzo Road in West Cargill. I'm just on the other side of the police barricade. I'm, I'm behind it. I'm with some officers. Uh, you can see in front of me, Rob School. 
and there is a dozen or so lit up police cars, lights. Oh, all these policemen just seem to be kind of chuckling and standing around. Even if this was, mm-hmm. even if this was after the fact of the shooting, because there's really no way to confirm. I, the guy that uploaded this video says it was between noon and twelve thirty p.m. Uh, the guy in the ten the, gallon hats over there just leaning against his car—that's cool. Yeah, and this would this if this time if just uh, if the timestamps on the guy that uploaded this video, who is a per, who seems to be based on his other videos uploaded in the past, a local Uvalde resident. And his timeline is correct that he was there between noon and 1230 taking this video. That means at that time, the shooting was still ongoing. And all these mm. cops are just standing around kind of chuckle fucking around. I don't know. It's weird. What was that the... Weird. All right. So this doesn't add... Um, so I did find the post on the Uvalde Police Department's uh, face bags page. Um, so... It's it's basically active. They say active police scene avoid the area. Blah 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 blah. Update twelve twenty three. Scene remains active. Parents are asked to pick up students at the civic center. Um, elementary school students are being transported to the civic center for reunification. Reunification site for students. Update one hundred six. Shooter is in police custody. That's still on their page. That's by the police department. Hmm. So what the hell is so, up with that? What? Yeah. Maybe they don't care because I'm looking at. <laughs> greatschools.org and uh, Rob Elementary School actually in Uvalde, Texas this time. Uh, they get an overall score of 3 out of 10. They get 2 out of 10 for test scores, 4 out of 10 for student progress, and 2 out of 10 for equity, by the way. Uh, <laughs> God. Their average grade uh, is uh, for reading 23%, for math 27%, for writing God. 9%. Uh, and the state averages are 43%, 46 and 33. Ding, ding. Ha-ha! Yay! Uh, this, now, here's here's a fun one. This is where I start getting real woo-woo about this. Like, did this even happen at all? Or was the dude, was the shooter just a patsy? And, he w- and the border p- security guard was some kind of, like, deep op fed that just came in to to take him down so he couldn't talk or is he still in custody? I mean, it's so much of this is speculation on our end, but we know that the official timeline and story is, is falling apart pretty quick, but here's a weird one. This clip starts with Anderson Coop and you really need the visual for this. So I'll put this in the, uh, in the chat as well, but this is, uh, Anderson Cooper interviewing a father of a shooting victim. This is, his name is Angel Garza. Father of shooting victim, Amory Joe Garza. You're, you're holding a picture of, of your daughter. She she had just won a, an honor roll. What do you want people to know about her? That she was just trying to do the right thing. She was just trying to call the cops. That's she. This is literally like her worst fear. She talked about of something like this. So I. I'm a med aide, so when I arrived on the scene, they still had kids inside. They started bringing the kids out, and I was... Angel Garza talking about his daughter, who has died here 10 years old. All right, so that was Angel Garza, the father of Amory Garza, 
and that was on CNN with Anderson Cooper. Now we have the Today Show, same 10-year-old girl, they interview her father. 10-year-old Amory Jo Garza was another fourth grader at Robb Elementary. She was a real good student. She was a very good daughter. Amory loved to draw, do science experiments, and make people laugh. She was the perfect daughter, yeah. She was a perfect daughter. When he heard about the shooting, Alfred Garza III raced to the school. While waiting for news about his own daughter, Garza says he tried to comfort the children who did manage to get out. They were just uh, overwhelmed. It's hard to even wrap your mind around something like that. This is the last photo he has of his baby girl. They have photos of the same girl on two different networks with two different dads. Does this girl have two dads? Yeah, my two dads. I mean, it's just weird. You bigot. Proudly with her yeah. honor roll certificate just hours before the shooting. I just I just want to honor her name. I just I just want her to be remembered as, as a This dude does not seem sad was. at all, by the way. Well, I, as I'm listening to this, because I don't have the video um, and just hearing the audio of it, it's clearly edited together. So, I mean, could it also have been that they took the... He doesn't say her name or anything, so could they have taken the wrong... Uh, you know, the, the wrong father on something, and they just drop those clips in there. Yeah, because they're racist, and the fathers are Mexican, and they all look the same to them. <laughs> all look alike? Good Lord. Uh, I just sent you the video if you want to look at it. I don't know, but it's it's bizarre. Now, this one is also a fun one. Uh, let's see. This no, one, that's racist! This, uh, this is another bit shoot. Um, this is not my words. The... Um, this is not my words or my opinion. This is the bit shoot video title. You've all day school shooting hoax, low rent crisis actor parents. All right. So this is, uh, you got a guy with a camo hat and glasses, a little uh, goatee. Question your first and last name. My name is Jesse Rodriguez. How do you spell it? J-E-S-S-I-E R-O-D-R-I-G-U-E-Z. And, uh, Tell me, you said you're looking. Yeah, I'm looking for my daughter. I mean, after the shooting, they don't know where she's at. I mean, the list, her name is not here. You know, and we don't know a list of who's gotten flown out, and they're not letting us in at the hospital right now. So, we're we're we don't know where to go. Tell me. Um, What's your daughter's name? How old is she? What classroom? Uh, my daughter, Annabelle Guadalupe Rodriguez. Her name, is, she's only 10 years old. Um, what, how did you hear about it? Part of this is the kind of the facial expressions, too, that you got to see for this, but uh, I don't know. Something weird's going on, and it gets weird. What's going on in your mind? I think uh, um, her mom called, called her. Let her know this. My daughter's missing. Um, and you said you tried all the hospitals or everything? They're not giving us, they're not giving no info. We tried the hospital here, but they didn't let us in. So they said, they told us just to come over here. This is the best bet to try finding the daughter. The daughter? I thought it was your daughter. The daughter. That's the mom nope, walks the up. The daughter. The daughter. What the fuck, dude? Over hey, that's here, why, that's how I refer to my mom. The, the daughter? Mom. The mom? How you doing, the, the mom? Daughter. Happy Mother's Day, hey, the, the mom. The mom. <laughs> Happy, Happy the mom's the day. day. Uh, it keeps getting better too. So they said they told us just to. And come these parents before. were interviewed on fucking like CBS, CNN. It's just so this is confirmed to be um, one of the 
parents of children that were at the school. Over here, this is the best bet to try finding the daughter. But we went in here, they, mm. she wasn't on the list. Then they the sent daughter. us to the conference room and then the rangers were asking us about pictures and what her name was to see if they were able to find her. But they, was, they said they were calling, let us know, and they haven't called. And we went looking here around town, even back to the school, and there's, we can't find her. We don't know where else to go. Well, that's why we're here talking to you guys, because we need somebody to reply to us, you know, tell us where, where my daughter's at. Where we can find La Mija. And you show a picture of her, and the, the mom, the exact second that sentence is going on, holds up a picture of their daughter. And the camera zooms into it. Do you know what grade she's in? We don't know the grade, but we know the age. She's 10 years old. and They don't know what grade she's in? And they're her parents? Yeah, no shit. Let you hear that again. I mean, what? <laughs> this is like crazy nuts down, dude. What the fuck is going on? Do you know what grade she's in? We don't know the grade, but we know the age. She's 10 years old, and her teacher's name is Arnulfo Reyes. Third grader, thank you. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. Can you send that to me in a text message? I'll give you yeah. my card. I'll give you my card. They, Mom clearly doesn't know what a bra is either. Yeah, and they don't look sad. They don't sound sad. I don't know, man. It's like, no. they're getting sloppy with this shit is all I can say. Something fucking weird is going on. No shit. Um, I want, like, uh, we can give a cold listen if uh, if you're down for it. Yeah. Um, just because the title of this from NPR, uh, uh, this thing here, uh, what Rob Elementary School has meant to Uvalde County's or Uvalde's history of Mexican activism. This is by, uh, someone that works for NPR named Adrian Florido. Uh, learn how Florida is spelled retard. But anyway... <laughs> It has a sentence that says, in 1970, Mexican-American families whose children attended Robb Elementary staged a walkout, making it a pivotal place in the community. Now, some wonder if the school can remain after the shooting. Mm. Uh, I can send you the link if you want to play it uh, from your end. You can play it on your end if you want, or I can. Okay. Oh, yeah, no, I can just do it. uh, And you can tell me any time to fucking stop. Once you can't take any more of it. Oh, 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 wait, I got to put it. uh, It's on a wrong machine. I'll tell you this. This is not going to be boring, boys Uh, and girls. Not not from uh, (laughs) This is not going to be a time uh, to be sitting there thinking, man, a lot of stuff's not going on. From here on out, it is just going to get insane. You got to take a break. Come back. But here's the big news. Uh, you got a, you got any ice cream cones or a belly? This is twenty-four hour gribble talk, serving the entire tri house area. <laughs> the tri house area. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, sounds After like a hours on Johnny Depp broadcast. Folks, I have to apologize. That last caller was not the real Spiro Agnew, although he did make some cogent points. It's live talk radio, people working without a net here. <laughs> <laughs> Over the next. Oh, I'm coming in hot there, NPR. 
weeks, the town of Uvalde, Texas, will bury 21 of its own, 19 children and two teachers killed by a gunman inside Robb Elementary School. But not the, the gunman? The school carries deep importance yeah, weird, within Uvalde's Mexican-American community. And NPR's Adrian Florido is in Uvalde and joins us now to talk more about that. Hi, Adrian. Hi, Elsa. So, you know, oh, it's a, guy. a striking fact about the shooting is that almost all the victims were... Oh, of course it's a guy, because if it was a, a woman, it'd be, it would be Florida, but it's a guy, so... He's a man! No. It's Florido! Mexican-American. Can you <laughs> tell Florida us a little X, more about that? <laughs> well, 90% oh, yeah, right. of the students at Robb Elementary are Latino, because Uvalde is an overwhelmingly Mexican-American town. But Elsa, even when Uvalde was a mostly white town, Robb Elementary was known as Jesus. the school for Mexicans. And it's oh. a school that played a central role in the fight for... Yeah, because Rob is a real Mexican name. American equality here in Uvalde. Roberto. Tell us about that history. Oh, I'll start uh. with Josue Garza. He goes by George. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, how are you? I met him morning. at his house a few blocks from Robb Elementary. He's 83 now, but in 1965, he was a brand-new Mexican-American teacher at Rob. It was a typical Mexican school. By which he means it was in bad shape. No landscaping, no playgrounds for the kids. Wait a, a minute. white principal, he's... Pause. It was a Mexican yeah. school, but the landscaping wasn't good? <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, exactly. It's already sounding fishy to me. Uh. And first off, why say racist stuff? <laughs> why does Adrian here have to tell us what the guy he was just talking to means uh, with what he said? Why can't that guy tell us? Exactly. I don't get that. But yes, he's 83 now. But in 1965, he was a brand new Mexican American teacher at Rob. It was a typical Mexican school. By which he means it was in bad shape. Yeah. What the no hell? No landscaping. No playgrounds for the kids. A white principal, he says, who said there was no money for that stuff. They wouldn't pay for a penny for anything. So Mr. Garza started raising money and donations for a basketball court and a running track. And he asked the principal for permission to plant three-foot baby pecan trees. Well, who's going to water them? I'll take care of it, sir. And I assigned three or four trees to every student. And I would give them a quarter to, for them to water the trees, take care of it, don't let anybody vandalize it. My idea was to make the school look like the white schools. Uvalde in the late 60s was a segregated agricultural town. Its white residents, farmers and business owners Why lived on the east side and sent their kids to Dalton <laughs> Elementary. The Mexicans, many of them farm labor, lived on the west side mm -hmm. and sent their kids to rob. In those years, you could drive by... Dalton Elementary on the Anglo side of town, and it was beautifully landscaped. The grounds were kept. Who you know, that? they had paved driveways. Author Olga Munoz Rodriguez Probably was there, a young mother in the late 60s. Then you walk to Rob. Uh, it was very obvious that the maintenance of the schools was different. Rob Elementary's principal and almost all of its teachers were white and spoke only English. Mm. The parents were all Mexican or Mexican-American. Can you Many pause it one more time? Spanish. So yes, they celebrated. Is, is this story going to end with somebody dug up and stole all their uh, pecan trees? I sure as fuck hope so. Because, as a matter of fact, because I was looking... Somebody, somebody robbed the elementary school? <laughs> uh. <laughs> Well, the guy said he planted like 30 pecan trees. Uh, there ain't 30 pecan trees left. I can tell you that much. Somebody didn't do their watering. You understand? George got his arrival as a fifth grade teacher. 
George Garza was approached by many parents that didn't speak English. Mm. And he would go to Mr. Shannon, the principal, and be a translator for the parents. Mm -hmm. They complained about the school's conditions, about teachers who spanked their children for speaking Spanish. They had lots of complaints. So that was something that the principal was unhappy with. George Garza remembers that the principal started to feel undermined by Garza's efforts to improve the school and that he finally turned on Mr. Garza when he started taking graduate courses in education. He says, you're a double-crosser. How come you're trying to get your master's degree? You want my job, don't you? Mr. Garza said no, he did not. But as the school year neared its end, he got a letter from the superintendent. It said, It is in the best interest of Rob Elementary School and the Uvalde Independent School District that your contract not be extended. What reason did it give? None. None. Word that he was going to be fired spread through Uvalde's Mexican West Side. On the night the school board was set to finalize the decision, a huge crowd of parents showed up, including Olga Muñoz Rodriguez. Of course, I was there. And of course. I'll divulge something that I rarely talk about, but it is so painful. The school board Jesus. met in a very small room around a very large table, so the, the people that were able to get in were against the wall and just packed real tight. She was packed in next to a white man. <sighs> and I hear Painful. him tell the angle person next to that? him, this place is... Uh, that was me. Oh, that, that was another <laughs> I thought that was clip. part of the NPR. No, and the way she said painful, though, reminded me of this clip of Michelle Yeoh saying hard, painful. Hard, painful. <laughs> you know, one thing yeah. I've always noticed about That's NPR... to look at. <laughs> NPR, since I've heard them when I was a kid, I even noticed this, but they've gotten worse about it. But they always do this thing where they have an interview with somebody and they just like leave throwaway lines in there from it. And then the reporter is just telling you what they said. Yes. Or paraphrasing it. It's like, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. Weird. it's bizarre. It's like, why do you have to tell us? Weren't you just interviewing someone? <laughs> right. Uh, it's just weird. NPR is like the worst at that. I don't think anybody else does it as much I, as they do. And I wonder if they're ever going to get to the point of it about the uh, walkout or whatever. Um, I always wonder what happened to those like... trees. Are they still there? No, they're not. I'm looking on uh, Google Maps right now, and I am counting a grand total of one, two, three, maybe, four, five. Maybe they're going to get seven, there. Eight, nine. Can we donate towards the tree? 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15? 17, 18, 19, 20. So there's 25 Ozi- trees. Ozio, okay, so five Ozio. of them died. Ozio or Ozio, however you say it in the chat, said that they made a big pe- pecan pie with them. Possibly. I think they did. And the Mexicans probably didn't get to eat any of it. <laughs> Even though they picked the pecans and had to fight the squirrels to get to them. Add enough to get tuberculosis. Oh, boy. That night, Rodriguez said, and I hear him tell the angle person next to him. This place is bad enough to get tuberculosis. That night, Rodriguez said, a lot crystallized for Uvalde's Mexican school parents. That's the way they thought about us. They didn't think these parents care about their children or a a teacher they respect or they want to improve their children's education. They just were Mexicans and we should be worried about being around them. Mr. Garza's son, Ronald, was a student at Rob and was at the meeting that night. He remembers when the school board took its vote. 
Six to one, they voted to not renew my dad's contract. Okay, well, is anybody else like as sad as they're uh, trying to make us? Because it's not working on me. I just want to put out it's weird that there's a there's a funeral home across the street from this school. What the fuck? You got to be prepared, I guess. Yeah, it's messed up. Which side of the road is that on? Oh, oh, I see. Yeah, Hillcrest Memorial. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So, is this to your to your earlier question? Is this is this one of NPR's like um, uh, their uh, like human interest stories? Really trying to just pull at your heartstrings. So any any reference they're they're digging for any any story they can find about this school, um. But it's it's a non-relative story. It's about some guy who hasn't Got taught fired. there for forty years or something. Yeah, and I guess he was unaware that Texas is a right to work state, and they can fire you for any reason at any time, as well as he can quit for any reason at any time. I I do find that odd. They're coming about like the school board had to vote like. Get the guy to stand up. All right, you want to you keep this guy on? No. Get rid of him. What, this guy? Yeah, let's keep that guy. It's weird. That is weird. And then, <laughs> wow. then they're like, protest time. Let's start a revolution. With, with guns and so Wait, no, nope, not that. Not that. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I'm not talking about that. Uh, yeah, okay, so I won't finish the rest of it, because, dear God, that was the longest five minutes of all time. Well, hey, there's also a fireworks stand uh, really close to the school, just in case anybody was wanting to know that. A Mr. W Fireworks Incorporated. Wonder, oh, really? Stop by there on the way in. Uh, yeah, it's to the south, right past the VF Warranty Center. Do you guys, when you were kids, ever sh try to sh like shoot each other with bottle rockets and stuff out in the yard? Hell yeah. So fun. Yeah, we, the mortar we, so shells our, are even better. Our game was... Uh, neighbor had a trampoline, so everyone would jump. You want somebody to jump on the trampoline, and you'd shoot bottle rockets at the person. And if you hit that person, you won the prize. And the prize was now it was your turn on the trampoline. <laughs> uh, yay! <laughs> yeah. That was our game. That's fun. Uh, there's also a uh, center for community wellness close by. A lot of good that did. Mental health there. Did you guys? On oh OBD no, there is a Uvalde County mental health there, right on uh, U.S. Highway 83, very close to the school. Did you got Chris, did you guys cover I can't remember. Did you cover on OBDM the uh Uvalde was like a, a testing a school that was like a spearheading testing using AI to stop school shootings or prevent them or something? Uh we talked what? about the uh yeah, whatever that Sentinel program was that um what? they were using to monitor all so, as they phrased it, all social media um to um uh, uh try to I I guess to stay ahead of things like this i don't know but yeah the, the school district was using that wow I wonder if so whoever down. came up with the 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 name of that uh program was an x-men x-men fan is that what it was <laughs> yeah I, I can't remember what's, what's it, there, there's the company name and the the program is something sentinel that's fucking weird so is it social sentinel something like that let me see if i can find it uh, Social Sentinel, yeah. So uh, the company is Navigate 360, and their product is called Social Sentinel, um, social media and email scanning technology for schools. So uh, here's here's from AIBusiness.com. What day did the shooting happen? 
24th, I think. This is from the 25th. Can AI help stop mass shootings? Apparently not. AIbusiness.com. Zero Eyes is a team of former Navy SEALs and military oh, special the wrong operations music, veterans teamed up with elite technologists with a mission to save lives. We use your existing video cameras coupled with our artificial intelligence gun detection to prevent threats rather than react to them. There is no better <laughs> purpose go. right now and no <laughs> more difficult problem to solve than mass shootings. Robot you go over computers. These are security cameras at a building. So on the interior and exterior, at entrances, exits, choke points. <laughs> Wait a minute. Was that in the video? I, no, that's me. Oh, I was like losing my the old shit, cartoon dude. from the 90s. <laughs> yeah. Now find the guy the, saying previously on X-Men. Previously no, on X-Men. At entrances, exits, choke points, bottom close, exits though. inside the hallways. It is. That's why I was so confused. So when a shooter <laughs> walks like... off and they take out a weapon, Zero Eye System will pick that Superman weapon up. Superman wears a green cape. And our military trained operation <laughs> experts verify every detection before sending out alerts to local staff, security. The hell, that was the loudest phone ever. Yeah, it you know was. what's weird about this? Um, this is a very highly produced video. Yeah. This was seriously released the day after? <clears throat> yes. Unless this was a video that was already... Let's see. Let's go to the actual YouTube link instead of the article. Hmm. Let's see. Oops. All right. Something fucking happened where... this I had this problem last episode. I'm going to have to post it in the chat just to see what date it was posted because my browser is not showing post dates on YouTube anymore. Let's see. Well, this YouTube was posted... What's the name was, of the video? This was posted April 15th. But the article about it was posted the day after the shooting. Hmm. But this now was... I'm looking I, at... Uh... I'm looking at their preventative security measures here for the school year 19 through 20. So 2019-2020. Um, so the UCISD, or yeah, UCISD, um, and I'm making sure this is fucking Texas, not Pennsylvania again, which is weird that the Pennsylvania school was still putting police officers at the school and in the parking lots. But Okay. Uh, for copycats, you get the, get the state wrong. I guess so, people like me, but the ones that actually go and shoot people instead of just talk about it. Um, police officers, so they got four police officers ready. Uh, partnerships with local law enforcement. Security staff, which I guess is different than the police. Case managers, social workers, licensed professional counselors, threat assessment teams. Okay, uh, whatever that is. An in interdisciplinary team of trained professionals that convene to identify, evaluate, classify, and address threats or potential threats to school security. Mm. Yo, 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 I got guns. I'll hurt you. I'll take you down. I'm a dangerous thug. Oh, shit. On a watch list now. Social media threats. That probably counts as one. Raptor Technologies. UCISD utilizes Raptor Technologies, the Raptor registered trademark. Visitor management school security system screens for sex offenders. Alert staff of custody violations and provides district-wide reporting for all visitors. InterQuest Detection Canine Services. Oh, fun. Motion detectors, alarm systems, perimeter fencing. Oh, boy. Security vestibules 
and outside door buzz-in systems, limited lunchtime deliveries, security cameras, radios, portable metal detectors, locked classroom door policy, staff training, student training and drills, bullying report system, again, that and threat reporting system. Oh, there you go. They already had all that shit in place. Yeah. Yep. Interact.com, uh, Uvalde School District was part of AI program, and you got Daily Mail, Uvalde School District was monitoring students' social media. That's kind of weird. Hmm. It, obviously, I guess, um, I guess, like you said, it's it's proof that AI monitoring people's social media doesn't work. And also, does that mean they were monitoring the elementary school's social media? And if so, why were elementary school kids on social media in the first place? I guess parents let their kids do that nowadays. I don't know. I don't know. RaptorTech.com. Raptor Technology. And it's got a picture of a little kid in a plaid shirt doing what is almost like a Wakanda forever uh, hand signal. That's cool. But it's it's just an X. Uh, Just don't say X marks the spot because it might mean something different. Dig here? Download our brochure. Hmm. Download our brochure for travel options. Sync the with bo- SIS, S-I-S, Student Information System. Mm, Cisgender? Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Surprised it doesn't say that. Um, yeah, I have a bunch more stuff, but I'm about out of time for the night. Um, oh, okay. But I'll put it well, in I was going to say that, like, Sentinel Security or whatever it was... Um, that's an acronym, you know, an acronym for that is SS. Oh, yeah, like the, the social, the yeah, social, uh, right. Social Sentinel or same SS. Social, you could say the same thing about social security, social security. Yeah, mm, that's true. Uh, yeah, there's, there's a bunch of, um, there's a bunch more weirdness, but I think I got the two I really wanted to cover, which was those parents being weird. Which I know you're not well, supposed to do. The, the number of times they've changed the story in the last couple of days, I mean, there'll be more weirdness to come. So, yeah. When all the shit of them saying that they need to tear it down. Why? Yeah. Uvalde Mayor, Uvalde Mayor says Rob Elementary School needs to be gone. <laughs> it's, beca- okay. it's because it's, it's, it's a, what they, what they say, it's a, it's a Mexican school, so we can get rid of that. They could just build a wall around it. Yeah, well, he's a white mayor, I guess, judging by his name, Don McLaughlin, uh, said, I don't think anybody's plans are but to tear that building down. Pull the building. It needs to be torn down. I would never ask, expect a child to walk through those doors ever, ever again. That building needs to be gone, taken away, gone. Yeah, but when they do that sort of thing, like they did in in, uh, uh, Sandy Hook, um, they just build a new one right there in the same spot. So I don't, I don't get that. Yeah, I know. So the ground is still tainted. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, I think they do it for the same reason they melted down and sold off and destroyed all the steel beams from the world trade center. 
as quick as they could. Because God forbid somebody comes in there and sees that there's bullet holes all over the place coming from different, from what couldn't have been just one shooter or something like that. Or God forbid there's security cameras that show, you know, hey, this guy, uh, <laughs> this guy is not the uh, suspect and he's shooting kids or whatever, you know. I think there's a yeah. lot of that. Seems like yeah, an evidence news. destruction process. This news what do article, I know? it mentioned uh, Sandy Hook, but not because they too tore down their school, but no, it was uh, that the Evaldi shooting was the deadliest since Sandy Hook, which has prompted many calls for action to prevent another incident. Oh, you mean like arming teachers? No, we can't do that. That's dangerous. Arming and training the teachers. Perhaps they put up even more, more signs saying you can't have a gun here. That's probably actually best. Uh, because uh, guns don't kill people, signs do, or something. No, guns like don't pill, kill people. Marijuana kills people. It's a sign of the marijuana poisoning. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, something weird was going on. Um, I don't know. It's a side effect of the marijuana poisoning. It's gotta be. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, something weird was going on. Like I said, I don't know. What do we know? We're just we're just podcasters, but. Uh, I know the the official story's got more holes in it than Swiss cheese, as the kids say. Do the kids say that? Well, I'm a, I'm a cast potter. I'm not a podcaster. I'm a cast potter. If you want to be like me, a loser, just go ahead and podcast. <laughs> but yeah, um, unless you guys have anything else pressing, I think we can... I'm just, I'm just looking at the timeline on the Sandy Hook one. Um, so it was in December, and then... Uh, in May, let's see. Uh, in May, they voted to demolish the existing school and have a new school built right in its place. Fifty-seven million dollar proposed project uh, approved, and they did that in October 2013. Demolition began in October, completed in December, et cetera, et cetera. So, to their point, yeah, you're going to demolish that school because you know it, it's it's tainted, but they're just going to build another school right on top of it. So, God, and they how complain sad. about how 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 how. Uh, bad the rob school is so they're gonna get a brand new rob elementary right on top dude how fucking sad and twisted would it be if if this isn't just like a cia operation to get guns taken away but it's shum's kind of like fucking insurance scam to rebuild buildings <laughs> yeah um, I, don't, I don't know how old the sandy the sandy hook school was but th this one they're talking about how crappy it is we've already had that long story if they start planting new pecan trees, we'll know something's up. Oh, it'll be named, Pe it'll be named Pecan Elementary. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's peaceful. Nobody would shoot a pecan tree. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the no, National Post has an article about how the gunman uh, sent a direct message on, on Facebook saying, uh, I'm going to shoot my grandmother. I'm going to shoot mm -hmm. an elementary school. He's going to shoot an elementary school. Well, you missed because you hit the kids. As far as I can find, we have no evidence that his grandmother was actually shot. There's no, yeah, I, I haven't even seen an eyewitness talk about it, but there's definitely no photos or or anything. I don't know. It's weird. She got shot in the face why don't and then they was say, like running around outside afterwards. Why don't they say who he was texting this to? They don't say who the direct message was sent to. I guess uh, I, I did see some stories related to that, that, that he was texting like random people on his like Discord server or something like that. A direct messaging, oh. rather, and, and he was, um, and they they even reported him on this stuff, and people weren't paying attention. So, 
I believe oh, it has now well, been confirmed that he was in the same Discord server with the Buffalo shooter that were, and they were both talking to the same FBI, retired FBI agent. No, known to the FBI again. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. That's just weird with the Facebook message. Facebook knows who he sent the message to, but they're not letting anybody. And by proxy, really Bill Gates knows. Oh, well, of course. But we don't have the right to know. Bill Gates only cares about the mess- the private messages that his name is mentioned in, though. I'll be sure and mention him in all my texts from now on. <laughs> <laughs> Unrelated. Stuck at work running late tonight, Bill Gates. <laughs> I just remember, you can also randomly text a person peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and that will alert the NSA that you are planning a uh, terrorist training camp. Because that's apparently what that is a code word for. Is it really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What if you say peanut butter and jelly sandwich in Minecraft? Oh, well, then they ignore it. But okay. <laughs> before we go, I just want to say peanut butter and jelly sandwich to all of you. Oh, you too. Thank you. Well, there's, oh, there's your show oh, title, Chris. Oh, my gosh. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, thank you, Cretchen. Thank you, Fletcher. Of course. Uh, my pleasure. Cretchen just wrapped OBDM right before this, so I appreciate you taking some more time out of your night to join us. And uh, OBDMPod.com with Mike, Joe, and Cretchen. Every Tuesday. All the time. No, Tuesday. What am I talking about? Every Wednesday and Saturday. Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern, Saturday, noon Eastern. And Saturdays on the No Agenda stream if you else. just want the audio. Or DLive and Twitch at OBDM Pod on both, I think. I think. Both of them. I should know that. I should know that by now. Uh, Twitch. God, I don't know. It's bookmarked. Let me look it up. <laughs> Golly. Uh, Twitch, OBDM Pod, DLive is... God only knows. Honestly, I don't, I don't know. All it right. may be just OBDM on DLive. Yeah, DLive is just thing. OBDM, oddly enough. Okay. DLive, OBDM, OBDM pod on Twitch. All right, let's see. What does the D stand for? Count lower and soft drinks. Told you about super cut. DLive? I don't know. I'm running dry. DLive. Wait, is there any concrete evidence that Hawaii actually exists? No, I already covered that. And then Hog Story with Fletcher and Carolyn Blaney every Monday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, and th- and Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, at hogstory.net or .com. And or. Just never. No, just or. Hogstory.net. It's .com. In Texas, you could shoot pigs out of them. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, thank you guys. Um, and that guy didn't get the memo. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk again soon. I think um, there's. You promise? Like you said, yeah, I promise. Like you said, I think there's. This is in more and more is going to come out about this over the next weeks and months. And I think the more that comes out, the more unanswered questions we'll we'll have. And there's not really ever this. These things never really get wrapped up in any kind of believable way, at least in my opinion. Before we go, I have uh, a clip. I'm not sure what it is. It's just Obama reports of school shootings. Reports of school shootings. Oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind. Seriously. Go. <laughs> uh, to stop school shootings, we want to go shoot up a school. Shooting death farts out of their anuses. That's the show title. What? Shooting death farts. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, that was from NPR, naturally, uh, talking about uh, sea cucumbers. Well, I'm glad my tax Anuses dollars go to that. I only have like two anus clips. I've got so many anus clips. I'm actually glad NPR is a great provider of content for my show. M- yeah, MP- um, I think the one that really made me lose it was the... Um, what was it? There, it sounded like they were they were saying shutting or something, but it, they were sounded like shitting the whole time. Should oh sh- yeah, the Halo Top shooting. ice cream. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Stop shooting Shit. yourself. Uh, stop shooting yourself. I can't pull it off. Stop pushing. Stop pushing your shit. Stop shooting yourself. <laughs> what are they saying? This time of day is prime time for shooting yourself. <laughs> She also is that, says, is that the NPR clip? Yeah. 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 This was a commercial on NPR <laughs> for Halo Top ice cream. She even says, hell, double fist. So, <laughs> and no one wants that. What are they saying instead of shit? Are they saying something else or is that should? The- should. Should. Yeah. H O U L D, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Um, because, <laughs> oh, well, here. Oh my god. Support for this podcast comes from Halo Top Ice Cream. Do you ever should yourself? I do. I should work out more. I should eat more vegetables. I should go on a cleanse. You see, Halo Top has discovered that being hard on yourself like that, well, it's toxic. It's hard to feel good when there's a little voice always telling you what you should do. Thankfully, Halo Top has a solution. Stop shooting yourself. Okay, I won't play all of it, but you get the idea. Is that funny? It's pretty funny. <laughs> well, you, the other, I swear that she was actually saying shit. And yeah. They're mm-hmm. not trying to c- cover or something. I don't know. It's pretty weird. Do you remember the old Kmart one about shipping stuff? No. Ship my pants. Right here? <laughs> ship my pants. You're kidding. You can ship your pants right here. You hear that? I can ship my pants for free. Wow. I just may ship my pants. Yeah, ship your pants. Billy, you can ship your pants, too. I can't wait to ship my pants, Dad. I just shipped my pants, and it's very convenient. Very convenient. I just shipped my drawers. I just shipped my nightie. I just shipped my bed. You can't find what you're looking for in store? We'll find it at Kmart.com right now and ship it to you for free. I never heard that one. Oh, it was like 10 or 12 years ago. The ship my pants commercial. That's back when Kmart still existed. Classic. People are putting their shitting pants back on because pants shitting is definitely happening. People shitting all over us. Exactly. Oh, for God's sakes, I mean, I've had to go to the bathroom for 20 minutes. Oh, no, I can't hold it any longer. Oh, God, I can't hold it. I have to go so bad. I can't. Oh, God. I'm just kidding. I can shit wherever I want. <laughs> are you going to cry? Piss your pants, maybe? Maybe shit? And come? Yeah. When you shit outside, shed it's not going to be a decent shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Nigga, every time I look at your face, I get the rice and gravy shits. Did you say Russian gravy shits? The rice and gravy shits. Oh, huh? rice and gravy. AKA, <laughs> oh, Mr. Shit King Shit Pussy. That is called a vaginal yeast infection. Yeah, you see that. I don't know if you know this. 
but I don't speak Russian. In case it was Russian gravy. And the crowd goes, ah, ah. All right. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to call it a night. Um, thank you again, fellas. And uh, we'll close out on the uh, on this clip here. Thank you, Cretchit. Thank you, Fletcher. Or should I say Fletcher and Cretcher? Fletcher and Cretcher. Say this three times fast. Person. I'm flaccid. I'm flaccid. That too. Perhaps the most evil display of deception and murder we are subjected to today are found in the new phenomenon of mass school shootings. Prior to 1999, they were practically non-existent, but today they have almost become predictable. And if you are able to examine the evidence objectively, without getting emotional, a pattern can be recognized. Former Naval Intelligence officer turned whistleblower, Milton William Cooper, wrote in his book, Behold a Pale Horse, published in 1991, that the CIA was using drugs and hypnosis on mental patients in order to persuade them to open fire on schoolyards to inflame the anti-gun lobby and do away with the Second Amendment. This probably sounds outlandishly evil, and it is, but the evidence is there. In the Columbine shootings of 1999, we are told that Eric Harris and Dylan Kleibolt acted alone. The town of Columbine, Colorado was created in 1958 for families and employees of the military industrial complex. Eric and Dylan were arrested a year prior to the shooting and were allegedly sodomized by the arresting officer, which may sound crazy, but a local officer admitted to raping informants, which is a known method of trauma-based mind control. After this January incident, Eric and Dylan were put into a juvenile diversion program and prescribed SSRI drugs known to cause homicidal ideation. During this time, Eric Harris was making online death threats and bomb threats. Local police were aware of this and drafted a search warrant affidavit, but it was ignored. Eric and Dylan threatened revenge for the January incident in their yearbook. They produced a school video about their plans and began openly collecting weapons, all of this while on probation, and nothing was done about it. During the shootings, the police stood outside the building and did nothing while the sounds of automatic gunfire and explosions continued for hours. In official transcripts, there are over 100 witnesses who saw more than two shooters and more than 40 witnesses who identified the same two men in their 30s, one balding and the other with a short military-style haircut. Several witnesses described the same adult male throwing a pipe bomb on the roof of the library, all of them certain that it wasn't Dylan or Eric. And all of this information pertaining to additional shooters has been redacted. The FBI agent in charge of the Columbine investigation had a son who recently attended the school, who shot a student film inside Columbine High two years before the shooting about a character wearing a trench coat shooting up the school. Dylan and Eric fantasized about hijacking an airplane and crashing it into a New York City skyscraper in 1999. Are these just strange coincidences or remnants of the Fed's MK Ultra program? 
An honest investigation into any of the mass school shootings following Columbine will have the same signatures, such as families involved in the military-industrial complex, prescribed SSRIs and other psychotropic drugs, psychological care provided by the state, and associations with law enforcement prior to the shootings. Just like we saw with the retired federal agent in regular communication with the Buffalo gunman in a private Discord chat room. And in the recent Texas school shooting, how is the perpetrator able to afford nearly $5,000 of weaponry? And why did the police stand down while children were slaughtered? We are still allowed to question these things, but for how long? This evil will never stop until the truth is exposed. And unfortunately, most of us are too emotional to see things as they really are. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. So I'm having a little trouble with the timeline, and I wondered if you all could help me a little bit with this. And of course, you can email me, kate at katedallyradio.com. I was trying to construct a timeline, and I found it rather difficult. And let me tell you why of the um, shooting, because I know that everybody in America is obviously, you know, they're saddened, and it's horrific, and we're looking at the news, and the whole nation, all the mass media seems to be turned toward this event. I understand that. So let's construct a little timeline. Can we do that? Because I'm having a little trouble doing it. Let me share with you why. So at 1117, the school district of Uvalde sent out a message that said, this was at 1117. This was before the authorities said the event took place. And it said, there's an active shooter at Robb Elementary. Law enforcement is on site. Your cooperation is needed at this time by not visiting the campus. As soon as more information is gathered, it will be shared. And it said the rest of the district is under secure status. This was at 1117 a.m. The problem is, is that all the reports say the authorities say that this didn't happen until 1132. So you have 1117 with a tweet saying that this shooter is out in, in the school shooting the school up. And by the time they would have even written that, the event would have occurred. So that means before 1117, they weren't going to do it the second it happened, right? Doesn't make sense. But the district put out a tweet at 1117. Then the authorities came out and said everything happened at 1132. The only problem is, is that at 1143 on Facebook, and they even timestamped it, 1143, they even wrote 1143. The Rob Elementary came out and said, oh, that we're in a lockdown because there's some gun, there were some possible gunfire or shots outside of the school in the area. This was at 1143 when the event was supposed to be taking place. And they said, you know, everything's fine. We're all safe and secure in here. We're all locked down in here. No big deal. No problem. Just so you guys know, we're in a safe, secure place and it's okay. But supposedly at that point, the gunman was shooting his way down the corridor. So how could they have sent out this message at 1143? Then at noon, 20 minutes after that, and by the way, the authorities said this, the shooting back and forth with the border patrol agents, not really the cops, which again is very strange. Why were border patrol there? 
the Border Patrol agents were shooting back and forth with this guy for an hour and a half. So in the middle of the shooting at around noon, right, the shooting had just started, they said, all of a sudden, all 600 children were sent to the Civic Center. But I didn't see any aerial shots or any photography of any students really leaving the building in masses. There were no buses to pick the kids up. There was no, how do you leave in the middle of gunfire? I'm not quite sure. So I'd really appreciate all of your help in trying to figure out what, what, how this went down. We all want to grieve for these families and we all want to understand what happened, of course, in the correct timeline. It just seems really difficult to get that timeline. So at 1.44, um, they were obviously telling the parents, you know, it's about time you can come pick up your kids from the Civic Center. There was a big whiteboard out in front of the Civic Center with all the names of the teachers and water bottles ready to hand out. They sure got those in place quickly. So I was really glad that everyone attending had water. Um, but I was also really perplexed at how quickly they dispersed the children. I know when we had a threat of a shooting in my own community, they kept the kids till six o'clock at night inside another building far away, even though they had the suspect. So that was kind of strange. So they were dispersing children after two o'clock and they were telling parents they could come to the civic center. Well, this also happened around noon when they let the parents know via tweet that they were shipping all the kids to the Civic Center, that they were there and that they would be able to be picked up there right in the middle of that whole hour and a half shooting. It's very, very strange. Then, of course, the authorities said that they had already picked up the, the and he was in custody. The kid was in custody, the 18 year old. Well, the problem was, was they also said that he died at the school in a, in a shootout. Which was it? Was he in custody or was he, I'm just trying to understand, or was he, um, was he dead on the scene? None of that ever really made sense. Also, at 3.30, they let everybody know at the Memorial Hospital that most all the kids were fine. They were alive, in fact. Two had died, but they were alive. But then... By a half an hour later, all of them had died that were in the hospital. And I just found that to be really, really strange. I've just never seen so many, so many people die in such a short time frame before. So I would love to get more specifics, specifics on that, if you will. Um, the Texas Department of Public Safety confirmed that a school police officer exchanged gunfire with a sus suspected shooter. This came out today, um, who unleashed fatal gunfire at Robb Elementary. But and they said that somebody was injured in that and that he had barricaded himself in and dropped a bag of ammunition at the entrance of the school. The only other problem is they still can't tell us whether it was a rifle or a handgun. Sometimes when all the details are a little sketchy, it's always kind of strange for me to try to put together a timeline so that I can talk about it on the radio. Well, um, this kid, pictures uh, came out where this kid was more or less in trans clothing, and I don't see the media talking about him dressed as a girl, um, but he also bought the gun right after his 18th birthday, just coincidentally. Um, and they also had a mugshot of him ready to go, although he never had a prior record. He probably would have been denied the gun, maybe, had he had a prior record. But they had a gun, they had a mugshot ready to go. The assailant was also dead. And so 
we'll never be able to talk to him about the motive, but they did say that he clearly left some messages on social media. It seems that that happens a lot. The assailant is usually between the ages of 18 and 29. They're a loner and they put messages on social media right before they're going to go do something. They hit Facebook right before they embark on doing something. Also, they had some testimonials of people who actually heard what the grandmother said as the boy shot his grandmother and then went to the school. And they actually had details. I'm not quite sure how they had so many details. It was really strange. So 1117, the school says an active shooter is already ongoing. The authorities say it didn't happen until 1132. And then at 1143, the elementary school says, oh, there might be some gunfire outside, but of course, everybody's safe in here and no problem, right? Smack in the middle of the shooting. I did find that kind of strange. And I wish I had some answers for very, very sketchy information and sketchy information offered up by the school district and the schools. Hmm. I know that they were having problems funding the hospital, and I know they were having some problems um, with um, COVID dollars uh, coming into the school as well. Prior to this, as of January, they were getting paid a lot of money from COVID dollars. So I just wanted to bring these things up. I'm still looking for any footage of children running from the school like we saw in Columbine. I haven't found any yet. I haven't found. I'd like to see the footage where the kids were boarding the buses so that we can get a correct timeline. That would be um, better in, in order to put this timeline together but i so appreciate you listening to some of the details i found pretty perplexing abs in a six pack a b s n a six the number p a c k dot com <laughs> oh god well dummies you just wasted another amount of your non-precious time listening to abs in a six pack when are you gonna stop you know, there's very few of you. If, you, if this is like a hands-on-a-hard-body thing of trying to figure out who will be the last person to actually listen to this show, it's a lose-lose proposition. By the way, he asked me to do this. The head moron who makes the show. <laughs> ha! The secret is, I think he's the biggest moron of all. It would indicate... That you're bigger moron for listening to his show. However, I think somehow that's not true. He actually is a bigger moron than the rest of you. Anyway, go outside. Read a book. Ride a bike. Take a walk. Go walk a dog. Go kiss somebody. Whatever there is, I can think of one million things to do better than listen to this dumb, crummy show. Abs and a six-pack. Well, I bet for most of you, you're half right. <laughs> this is Master Shake. Do something with your lives.